Welcome back to another episode of CMS Spotlight. I'm your host, Zach Lovelace. So, as many of you know, the Friday when this episode airs, Terminus will be in full swing, and the winners of Campus Movie Fest National Awards will be announced. Everything this past year has been building to, all the hard work for colleges across the U.S. will come to this. To celebrate this special occasion, I have the one, the only, Atlanta tour in the studio with me. For nine months, I led this ragtag team of video and promotions experts to your doorstep. From St. Louis to Los Angeles, we came bringing all that is CMF. We have Elijah Willis, the seasoned video manager, and his friend, co-worker, and roommate, and our promotions expert, Joshua Berfeld. How you guys doing? Doing great. Gearing up for Terminus, getting everything ready for everyone. It's, it has been a blast this last yeah. year. Yeah. For real. Practicing not sleeping for Terminus. Oh, okay. okay. Just already practicing. Uh-huh. Getting ahead of the curve. So as far as Terminus is concerned, what are your guys' roles? Um, well, our roles for Terminus is we are kind of taking over the expo hall and we're kind of running the entire uh, show there. Um, okay. So Elijah and I are kind of taking it. I don't know. We're we're handling like all the video game stuff that's going on for Terminus. Gotcha. So we'll be in charge of the expo hall where we'll have all the consoles and stuff set up. Awesome. Uh, we'll be running tournaments, and uh, yeah, we'll be around. You'll see us at probably most of the parties and events. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. So what tournament? Like you said, tournaments. Oh yeah. We what kind of tur- tournaments are we talking? Well, we got about? some tournaments going on. We actually have on Friday. We have Soul Calibur Five. Ooh. And we actually have a special guest coming in for our second tournament, which is Street Fighter V. We actually have Bob Carter, one of the voice wow. actors for uh, Street Fighter. He's also done Mortal Kombat and a ton of other stuff. If any of uh, the listeners are huge fans of um, Dragon Ball Z, he's actually done a ton of stuff. He's actually the uh, voice for, oh, what's his name? Sombra It's It's one of the big bads, and he's, he's, he's awesome. His voice is like this, this deep, like rumbling thunder of a man. Wow. And it's, 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 it's impressive to be around him. That's awesome. Yeah. That's and exciting. then on Saturday, we have uh, our Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, tournament, and we have a special tournament going on on Saturday as well. You guys have to stay tuned to see what that one is. And on our final day on Sunday, we're actually having our Super Smash Brothers Melee tournament. So oh, if anyone feels up to it and wants to get their butt kicked, you can, they can come and uh, battle to the death with me. Yeah. No, oh, who's, yeah. Your, who's your uh, character of choice? character of choice. Not to uh, go too far down this rabbit trail. Uh, either Yoshi, Kirby, or Marth. Okay. I use Sonic or Falco. Nice. nice. And as far as like melee though? Mm, okay, alright. I gotta back up. Mm, Kirby. Nah, I still <laughs> gotta go with Falco. Still Falco. Yeah, oh yeah. That's when Falco made his debut. How about you? Uh, I am definitely, as far as melee is concerned, Game & Watch. Oh, you would be. Yeah. Oh, you Typical. would be. Yeah, I know. I know. It's either that or Captain Falcon, but he's like a, he's like a 900 mile per hour, like, cannon. You know, I can't, like, I can barely control him when I'm playing, you know? <laughs> a, glass, a glass cannon. Yes. Take my bacon. Hope I don't get a nine. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, with me, I can handle Game & Watch, because, you know, I can bacon, I call it the Baconator, <laughs> you know, I can hold him at bay. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, to give us an idea of who you guys are, what's the last movie you saw in the theater? The last movie I saw in the theater. Holy cow, that was forever ago. Um, let me see. I think the last movie I saw was... Pass. 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 <laughs> go. Yeah, Josh doesn't uh, go to the movie theater as much. Cars, uh, too. <laughs> I haven't been to the movie theater super recently. 
but I just got back from Cannes, so I Sweet. was able to see... The last one I think I saw was called You're Not Really Here by Lynn okay. Ramsey. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix. With Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. He won Best Actor at Cannes, right? Yeah, he did. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, was it good? Was it, or was it just like... Hmm. Uh, overall impressions from the movie, I thought the production quality, like the cinematography, the, the colors to everything, like the production design in general, was fantastic. Yeah. The sound was great. Uh, I did think Joaquin did a great job. I think overall, and the the uh, woman who made it, Lynn Ramsey, she even said that it was basically missing a third act. Oh, wow. And that's kind of how I felt at the end of it. Like, I, I liked it overall. It had really strong quality and had some really yeah. cool artistic concepts. But story-wise, I just maybe wanted a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's but, awesome. Uh, you went to Cannes. Yeah. So that was the last movie you saw there? Was You saw a whole bunch of other ones? Yep. Cool. I've never been to Cannes, so, you know. My favorite one I saw, which uh, which I think comes out in August, is called How to Talk to Girls at Parties by okay. John Cameron Mitchell, same guy who did Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. Yeah, and it was based on a short story written by Neil Gaiman. Sweet. It, it's amazing. Go see it when it comes out. Yeah. I think yeah. the last movie I saw would probably have to be Suicide Squad. That was forever ago. I thought you saw Logan. I did see Logan. Thank you. I remember. Yeah. I did go see Logan. <laughs> Get rid of I the Suicide how, Squad. I love. Man. I love how you know more about my personal life than. Yeah, I, do. I know, right? Well, I just remember you saying like, "Oh yeah, I saw it," and then Elijah was shocked that you had seen it. Yeah. That uh, yeah. you had like taken time because then you haven't seen it. No, I haven't, and which is hilarious because I'm the X Men fan. Yeah, and well, I think down at the Plaza Theater, I don't know if it's still up, but Logan Noir was playing there, so the black and white mm-hmm. version. Which I've already seen it twice in theaters, and this is obviously so, this episode sponsored by Logan. So uh, true. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, it's I highly recommend it. The last movie I saw was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was, was probably good. the last one I saw before Ken. Yeah. yeah, I really liked that one. It's fantastic. I think it's just as good as the first one. It's definitely more of a character piece, like Empire was. It's yeah. like Empire, you're not getting a lot of resolution in things. Obviously, Han is stuck in the uh, Carbonite. Shh, shh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, oh my gosh, it's only been out for like 35 years. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't uh, seen it yet. Spoiler alert. Oh, wow, really? I haven't seen it But, but what happens okay. to Jar Jar? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. No, thank you. Uh, so, what's your favorite TV show on right now? Oh, wow. That's currently on, like, yeah, you're watching, you know, when you get home. I would probably say I've been watching a lot of Master and None lately. Okay. And I've been really enjoying that. Yeah. And uh, I'm not necessarily a huge Aziz Ansari fan, but it's... Okay really cool to get to watch him play more subdued of a character. He doesn't have to be as... It's not so much as pressure to be just ridiculously animated and over the top. Yeah. And I think it approaches a lot of, like, cultural issues, especially within our industry. Sure. In a very natural way. That's awesome. But uh, Black Mirror is where it's at. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's... Yeah. I just wish more Black Mirror was out. I know. Uh, I've been watching Digimon. (laughs) Okay. A lot of cartoons. I I just... Dude, it's great. I haven't had a chance to, like, really catch up on all the the new shows. Yeah, by heart. Okay. Uh, do you know the Do you know the Japanese translation of uh, No. <laughs> oh uh, nerd alert. No, I don't know the Japanese translation. <laughs> no, but like, when I get, like, I haven't been able to catch up on Breaking Bad or Walking Dead or any of those. I actually haven't seen any of it, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm kind of way behind. Yeah, I hear a lot of anime noise through my wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you guys are roommates, so. Yeah. Yeah, nothing but Pokemon and Bleach and I don't know what other animes there oh, are. Oh, oh, the best one yet? is he was watching this anime, and uh, I, I came into the room, and there were literally little tiny cats 
in banana peels, and that's the entire concept of the show. Oh it's my tiny gosh. little kittens living in banana peels. Well, I needed, and I they need, like they hop around. I on needed the something in the background while I was working. I just, I just kind of put it on, and that's no joke. I just need something in the background. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's I mean, called, most people put on like you know HGTV. I mean, it's called uh, bananas, but it's you know whatever. It's 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 pretty cool. It sounds interesting. It's, Definitely it's, gonna check that one out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely sounds like it is. Oh, what's the last show that you've been? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Uh, I watch a lot of He-Man, <laughs> so you know, there's that. Um, <laughs> watch a lot of It's Always Sunny. Uh, that's oh, like yeah. Kate and I. We just put on a soda while we eat dinner. Guilty thing pleasure. I watched. Oh, it's so good. Guilty pleasure. Really, that uh, show is amazing. I haven't seen it. It is really really it's good. So gross, but it's, it's gross. Really yeah, it's like rated R Seinfeld, uh, and it's just I mean, yeah, even more than that. But you can I don't know. My friend said something the other day. He's like, I, I, and this is quoting him, like, I can't watch more than a couple of episodes because I start feeling bad because it's so, like, grimy and, you know, they're, like, high on crack sometimes and stuff like that. So it's like, you can't just, like, live in this world with them. Kate and I can just knock back, like, three or four episodes. It's because, yeah. it's because you're strange people. And this is probably true. It took Kate a while to warm up to it because she had the same understanding of it. But now you just, you fall in love with the characters. Oh, yeah. No, the, when I tell people the shows I haven't seen, I usually get the same like feedback. Like, what? You haven't seen that? Oh well, it's crazy nowadays. There are so many shows on. Like I've not there's seen Master no, of None. There's no way you can watch everything nowadays. There really like, is. I haven't seen any Black Mirror. I haven't seen any of Damn. that stuff. I have like I have just not had time to well, catch up. It's not even that. Like think about this. So I got my friend's Hulu login last night mm-hmm. specifically to watch Family Matters. That's all I want to watch. That show was in the late '80s, early '90s. I'm stuck. <laughs> I thought for I'm sure <laughs> it was going to be like Handmaid's Tale. Or I'm sorry. Else. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Urkel. Family Matters. Urkel's where it's at. I know. I know. Family Matters. I know. Because Kate and I, we watched the the theme song. I just like randomly put it on, and we were. And she's like, "Oh, I love this show." I love that. I'm like, "Oh, I wish we could watch it." And I was like, "Well, you know, guess what?" <laughs> I have to take it back. I do now know what show I've been watching most recently. That it's now currently kind of being produced. Okay. Steven Universe. If you guys have moved, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, it's a great. You're show. big. You're big Steven Universe. I'm fan. a big animated fan. Oh, it's also yeah. got like really good original music in that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've only seen like one episode and I love it. I mean the art is unique, the universe is cool, no pun intended. Uh, and, Clever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> MobileCon, that's what people were all about, man. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw more like uh, whatever they are, the um, crystal girls. Crystal gems. gems. Crystal gems. Sorry, you know, I've only seen it's one episode. Like, you should you should be very, very apologetic. Yeah, I am. I definitely am. But no, that's that's a fantastic show. And I think animated shows are getting better and better. And it's actually an area where most people don't realize it. Uh, because, like, adults are like, mm, you know, well, we watch, it's, like, Breaking Bad. It's, it's really funny because, like, shows like Steven Universe, they're, they're geared towards children. But if you watch them, they actually have some really deep, like, like issues that they discuss. And, like, yeah, exactly. Most people, when they think about animation, they think of, like, cheesy stuff but like one of my biggest one of my favorite things to point out is like if you've ever seen Bojack Horseman that, that stuff is oh, yeah. dark uh, for sure that stuff is very dark yeah and that's one of the reasons why I liked it so much it's such a great show it's such a great show and it deals with a lot of like loneliness and mm-hmm. existential terror of like yeah. being like that. It's, it's awesome yeah no I, that's what I've heard I've seen only one episode with that too I it took me a while to get like warm up to it like yeah, I watched like three, yeah. Four episodes. like three episodes for me to like really get into, into it. it yeah uh, that's what I've heard because uh, my friend was like preaching the BoJack gospel to me. And I was like, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Uh, if you can make it to season three, especially because you're a fan of silent film, yeah. it's an episode that I think literally has zero dialogue. That's and awesome. It's, it's my favorite episode of the entire The Underwater show. episode? The Underwater oh, that, episode. That was yeah. beautiful. 
Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like watching it, and at the very end, he figures out. It's yeah. it's very good. It's very good. Sweet. No, that that's great. That's it's good to like since there's so much stuff out there to kind of get an idea of us working in quote unquote film industry that to mm-hmm. see what we actually gravitate toward uh, really gives us an idea of who, who things that make make me sad. That's that's what I exactly <laughs> exactly. You know, I can only watch so many episodes. Well, my friend who gave me his Hulu login, he um, was was telling me all about Horace and Pete. The Louis C.K. show. I have not heard of that. Um, it's on Hulu. Uh, that was actually the reason why he gave me the login, but I found Family Matters instead, so <laughs> I, got, I got distracted. Uh, but it apparently is like billed as like a tragedy drama. Mm-hmm. That's like what the genre is. And he's like, oh my gosh, you can't watch more than one episode because everything is just so heavy. And I mean, that's Louis for you. Like, it's just going to be this like sad, sad little world. Anyway. That's how I feel um, about Black Mirror. Just like oh, for sure. one episode at a time, because there's always a certain point during a Black Mirror episode where I have to stop and ruminate on like, huh, let's just try and figure out exactly how fucked up this is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I think there's only two episodes that you could watch back to pack. Uh, and those are like that one, and then, um, what is it? I think that the one, um, even then, like the Million Bits one. God, that one... Devastated me for like days. Yeah, it's. I think the one that the that really does the number on me is the one where the kid gets caught with his computer. Oh uh, yeah. Where you're just like is... it just goes to eleven, you know, and you're like, okay, all right, what, what am I? Oh my gosh, what am I even doing anymore? Uh, yeah, but even then, there are only a few episodes that you could cobble together. You're like, I'm gonna watch a couple episodes of Black Mirror and keep my morale up for the day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the one where he's in that haunted house, the video game one. That's kind of a cool one. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I mean, right it's up, like, it's right sad, but it's not, it's not, it's not like, uh, devastating like a million bits was. Okay. True. You know, it, where like things are being like, I don't, I don't want to ruin anything, but you right, know, yeah. you're, you're being taken somewhere you don't want to go. Uh, this is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, focusing in, uh, as far as Campus Movie Fest is concerned, how long have you guys both worked for Uh, Good lord, let's see, I started in January of 15, so it's been almost three years. Nice. Um, I started in January, February of 16, so it's almost been two years. A little bit, yeah, yeah, almost two years. Yeah. Nice, so combined, you've got about five years. Don't combine it. Yeah. Don't, don't combine it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, even after those two years, like, this, this job just keeps on, like, it's, it never is not fun. Yeah. That sounded like it's never fun. Yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like, that is an interesting way to say that. <laughs> it's never not not fun. What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, traveling tour, like, it is it is a beast of its own. It's uh, oh, for sure. a lot of, like, long hours. Juggling. You're always moving. Mm-hmm. But it's... You don't always necessarily have time to check out the cool place that you've traveled to, other than a college campus and the rooms that you're running events in. Exactly. Um, but those things are cool. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but being able to like help students make these films and giving them this opportunity and seeing them, seeing them go through that entire week and that just that mind breaking week of like production Yeah. and like seeing them come out on top and like whatever they've made, like that is such an interesting and amazing journey to watch. It is. There's really nothing else like that. Seeing someone be destroyed (laughs) and rebuild it. (laughs) 
Well, and especially for the three of us, like it's significant to us because we've all done it. Like yeah. that was all of all three mm-hmm. of our intro into campus movie festivals, yeah. like being mm-hmm. students on a campus who drove ourselves nuts for a week. Yeah. Now we're now we're all fanboys. Yeah, fanboys. Fanboys working for the for the festival. Fanboys who somehow figured out to get paid for being fanboys. Yeah, I mean that's actually that's that's a niche. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, So as far as uh, advice that you would give for someone who's a first timer with CMF, what what would you say to them? Sound. Do not forget sound. That is like the biggest thing. You can have the best camera ever and shoot amazing, and then have the worst sound ever, and it's a, a shitty movie. Oh, but definitely. if you were to shoot on, I don't know, a rock, and you had like a, and you actually took the time to get good audio, like you could have a really good movie. Like yeah. you could have like something kind of like a grindhouse movie or like um um indie movie. Like sure, as, soon as, yeah. as long as your sound is up to par, like you're going to be able to tell a good story. But when the sound is is off, it it literally kills it. I live and die by that. Both of my movies that I made are essentially silent films. Mm-hmm. Like there's little to no dialogue and there's no dialogue exchange. So yeah, it's it's certainly something that it makes or breaks the movie. But that's my tip is like sound and audio like do not neglect like how important it is to have your sound on point. Oh yeah. Watch it. Mine would be don't don't undercut yourself or defeat yourself out the gate because of a lack of experience. Like, for instance, we have tons of people, and at one point I was this kid who was, like, very first, never done film, never tried it out, holding a camera for CMF, and I probably had 50,000 thoughts that week of something equivalent to, like, well, I'm not a film student, or I've never done this before, so my movie is going to be crap, and it's nothing in comparison to, like, what everyone else is going to make. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because doing this competition you'll travel to all these schools and you'll meet all of these people who will tell you that they can't make movies. They'll tell you that they're not good at it. They'll tell you that their families are sending them to school for something else because they're not allowed to study film because they're supposedly not good at it. And those people will win. Mm -hmm. And so like, I guess just from the standpoint of like making movies, don't approach it with any kind of self defeatism. And at the same time, no entitlement, like think of it as an even playing field. And definitely take advantage of tech support if you need help. Like, if you've never done it, I was that kid who was at tech support, like, all the time, sitting there asking 50 million questions. But because of that, like, I got to learn how to actually use that equipment and how to make movies when CMF wasn't there. Yeah. The tech support person hated you, didn't they? It was JR. It was JR. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're still friends. It's fine. There will always be a distance, so. (laughs) The, I mean, they definitely don't enjoy it, you know, when you're there for the entire five hours of tech support and you're calling and texting them. <laughs> yeah, they, they they don't love that. But in fairness, my movie was pretty pretty decent. Yeah. As, and a side point, a, a side thing, uh, any advice I can give someone is use, like, YouTube is your friend. Like, mm-hmm. go online, figure out how to use uh, Adobe Premiere. Like, figure out how to use the entire Adobe Creative Suite just because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And, like, learn how to, like, do cool DIY, like tips and tricks for like making rigs and other stuff like you can make some pretty incredible stuff for like 10 bucks yeah so youtube it youtube man that's so true my dad is a youtube mechanic so he only fixes things that you can find on youtube it's a living breathing encyclopedia it is yeah and as someone who does tech support if you come into tech support and i can't answer your question the first thing i'm doing is googling it and looking it up on youtube exactly exactly 
No, and that's uh, one of my favorite things to do is uh, older people in my life will ask me for like tech support help, saying anything film related, uh, and I'll send them a link for what is it? Uh, it the website is let me Google that for you, yeah, but it's all abbreviated. Yeah, and it's just like keep go. You know, it's really the power is in your hands. Uh, and obviously you want the knowledge base that the tech support person has too, because they're going to be just right there with you showing you how to do it as opposed to having to watch the same video 10 million times. But yeah, the internet is definitely like the world's greatest resource. If you don't use it, man, it's on you. Or you're Amish. Or you're Amish. That's a podcast for another day. <laughs> That'll just live out in cyberspace Good. unanswered. Good. <laughs> Good. So you guys have done CMF long enough. What are some of your favorite CMF movies? Oh, Kind of plug them. Good gracious, this is going to be, oh, racking the brain over what. We, we so, participated for five years, and then you worked for the, oh my gosh, I'm going over like ten years yeah, of CMF like right eight now. Movies. Uh, my favorite CMF film ever made was Love Digital, which came out of, I think, UNCG in 2013. Awesome. And that film, like, hey, I got to meet the filmmakers at Hollywood that year, and that was Sweet. a great time. But, like, I had this project that year, and it was called Innocence, and it was one of three movies that we made that week because we're nuts. And it was, like, everything I wanted concept-wise in my movie was suddenly, boom, there it was, Love Digital, this other movie. Wow. And it, like, I wasn't even mad. I wasn't disappointed. I was just so jazzed about that movie. I watch it all the time. I show everyone. I use it for examples all the time when I'm on the road. Mm Mm-hmm. I just love that film. I think it's so well done. Um, my favorite movie. Holy cow. Um, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, well, it's one of them. Is one of my favorite movies I've seen, because uh, there's so, so much. Uh, this year, actually, from, I think it was San Jose State. Eh, that doesn't sound right. It's Somewhere. one of the West Coast schools. Okay. Um, uh, it's called Ambient. 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 Yeah. Ambient. It's like, for some reason, like when I watched that, it was just so visually like, at, like there and like the story was amazing for me and I, I connected with it so much that's awesome and it, it, since I've seen it it's like still one of my favorite ones it's but very experimental film I would have to say the movie mm-hmm. that stuck with me the most and it's been a while since I've seen it but I, I remember every single word mm-hmm. is Donde Estas Mis Gato oh god damn okay. it now it's stuck in your head doesn't it yeah, I, I will say from that team, I uh, I also really like, uh, what is it? Oh, I Forgot My Pants. My pants. I Forgot yeah. My Pants. Are these like musicals? Yeah. These are musicals. They are. Okay. They, are musicals. They, are, they are up there. They are some of my favorite ones because they're just so... I'm trying to think about like films from this year, like what, mm-hmm. what really stood out. I mean, off the top of my head, We Are Human from Tulane, I thought was fantastic. And Tulane, they did some really school. experimental stuff with their editing and cinematography, mm-hmm. but that poem... Mm, it was good it's clutch. Stuff. Yeah, it's really um, good. No, I and that's one of our schools. Yeah, Whatever. ATL Torkoff, best Torkoff. I mean, just saying. You know. The, oh, let me see. From the schools that we did this semester, uh, this last two semesters, um, one of my favorite ones that I have seen is probably I Chew Hot Pieces of Gum. Yeah, I used to chew hot pieces of gum. Yeah, that Dwayne, one is just so good. Dwayne Stanford, man, like a genius. It's real good. I really enjoyed his movie. Oh, for sure. I can't wait to see what he does next year. Uh, Kid hasn't graduated yet? No. I know, I know, right? <laughs> Graduate, Dwayne. If you're listening. And come to collection on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I waited three times, Dwayne. 
I waited on you three times. But you made a great movie, so, you know, whatever. Uh, I would say that for myself, the strong one is the go-to. Okay. You know, I think the strong one just perfectly exemplifies, uh, like, a really great film, almost like We Are Human. That's like a poem that was you know, pre-written, because you can do that, overlaid, which is great visuals that augment what the poem is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that dinosaur, man, like, production value-wise, ah, oh, that keeps getting me. Uh, man. Just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm also going to plug Salvation and Ovation from UCLA this year. Sure, yeah. Because they were definitely two of my favorite films that I got. Mm-hmm. They were by the same team, which was nuts, and they're both right now up for national awards. Yeah. Oh, I love those movies, man. Very powerful. In their own like way. Black Mirror-esque. Yeah, definitely with Ovation. And then Salvation has like no dialogue. Yeah. The entire time. No, it's very powerful. That's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. Doing a good so like, short intense. film with yeah. no dialogue and conveying for a story sure. that concisely is amazing. Yeah. And Luminous from USF this year. Definitely. I, I, I think I wake up in night sweats hmm. uh, thinking about Luminous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just so good. It's and, very uh, good. And, and and, it, sorry, I got one more plug and then I'm, I'm done plugging. But one of my other all-time favorite movies that's ever come out of CMF, look it up. You're going to want to look it up after I tell you the title. It came out of Georgia State University, 2015, and it is called Power Dump. Oh, Power Dump oh, is amazing. Oh, my gosh. We need to get the Power Dump guys on here. Oh, that is such a phenomenal movie. Where are they movie. now? Such a phenomenal movie. I've not had a music video submitted <laughs> Like Lonely Island quality comedy awesomeness. It was at that. It was at the tipping point of the Lonely Island stuff. I it was like, too. Like know? they did it at the perfect time. And it's just yeah. like their their video is amazing. Their lyrics are just clever and playful, and it is yeah. just the raunchiest topic. You Come do. back, power dump guys. Even even the Garfield phone, just amazing. Oh <laughs> yeah. Now that that whole movie is is fantastic. Uh, that's another one that I, I think about quite often. How about you? What's your favorite? Uh, well, I mean, the strong one was definitely like my, you know, that's the that's the highest one I can think of, and that actually happened the year that I did it. Okay. Um, I just remember being out in California during like my screening block out in the theater, which is like dead. There's like six people in the theater, and we're just watching all the movies from our region, and then this comes on, and you're just like, "What is going on?" I fell asleep at the wheel with my movie, and that was for *In Demons*, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Or actually, that no, was *A Boy and His Bike*. Gotcha. Yeah. That would, those happen in the same calendar year, which is always confusing to me. Uh, so CMF came to GDC that spring, and then they came that fall. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm always like, what year is it? Double Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, for real, though. Um, but yeah, so uh, as far as your experience with CMF, do you have any crazy situations as employees that you've run into? We heard a little bit about you know, uh, like getting gear back from people or getting them to turn in their movies on time, that type of thing from Elijah. Is there something there? So, I got one that you guys are probably both going to weigh in on. I was working an event for Campus Movie Fest this year. We all were. At UCLA. Okay. And the craziest thing I think that I've ever run into was we gave out all of our equipment on launch day to our students. Yeah, everything went smooth. It was great. It's beautiful weather. Everything's great. Students are happy. The equipment's out. It's gone. We're done for the day with launch. Thank the Lord. We can go home yeah. and begin our emails and 50 other thousand tasks that we have to do. Yes. And then UCLA contacts us and they're like, by the way, you guys know no one can film on campus this week, right? Because it's parents week. Oh. And we're like, uh, what? 
Can't film on the street in L.A.? You'll get a ticket. Yeah, so L.A. told you no, or it's just like roundly saying no all the time, and then UCLA says no. Right. So the the workaround that we, they can can film in the car. They can't, some people can't even film in their house because like some. Yeah, you can't film in a house that you rent. You can film in a house that you own, so you can film in like a house that you own. Right. Or you can film in a friend's house that they own, or you can film in your car. (laughs) And luckily, our students were able to come up with some pretty awesome workarounds or, like, get permissions for certain other buildings and things like that. They were resourceful. Very, very resourceful. But it was crazy. Pre-production helps with that a lot, like, for anything like that. Because I imagine, like, Ovation, they had to have that restaurant beforehand. Yeah, definitely. You know, and that that didn't even phase them when they had heard that news. Uh, Let me see. My craziest experience this year is when we went to uh, Georgia Southern. Okay. It was on launch day. And we were... We were in an unfortunately small room to begin with. Definitely. We were passing out all of our gear. Yeah, it's my favorite launch. It's all all coming back. Of all time. It's all coming back. My favorite launch of all time. Uh, We were passing out all the equipment, and then over the speaker of the the student center, it's like, attention all students, uh, faculty and staff, we are closing on campus due to inclement weather. And we're like, okay, cool, like, we'll go ahead and do this. And then... Not five or ten minutes later, they come back on and say, we're actually closing, like, in the next 30 minutes because it's getting really, really bad. And so we had to mad dash, mad dash, completely, like, break everything down, still give out equipment, mm-hmm. and then drive the three hours yeah. back to Atlanta in the rain. It was, like, it was the worst. Absolute that worst. I got home that day, and I, I, I like... Wasn't expecting to be home that day. That's another thing. I mean, that, yeah. that kind of sums up Georgia. We Southern. were we were supposed to be there that night, right? No, yeah. we were supposed well, to drive home that night. We were supposed to drive home that night, but I wasn't supposed to be home like when it was daylight. Yeah, you know. And I got home and I caught dinner with my wife, and I'm just like, I I was relaxing, and I felt like I had like had tensed my muscles up all day long, and so I was just like, I'm so sore uh, from just that drive back. But also, like, handing out that gear so fast. We actually got all of our gear handed out. Uh-huh. Or the line was done, let's put it that way. And Probably. then you guys went back. Yeah. yeah. We had to go back because the we had... Day to do more launch. A soft launch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, that's just, like, plagued our tour of the soft launch. <laughs> I probably sounded like an auctioneer that day, like, giving out a <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Here's how your mic works. Here's how your camera works. Have a good day. And uh, Joy <laughs> Southern was my favorite school. My favorite school. Oh, my gosh. And it, because had, those kids had, had great movies. movies. They had amazing movies this year yeah um, 0.73 0.73 and the students were like super passionate oh yeah exactly and it was just like every logistical thing that could possibly go wrong with their event all week was all, just gonna and went, they yeah. persevered even on top of all that I, I cannot wait to see those kids here at Terminus I actually me I'm, too I'm a, a f- a friends with a few of them they keep like time like, yeah I can't wait to see yeah. them at Terminus like oh, I can't these kids are too cool no I, I can't wait either those guys I'm excited because they're such a tight knit film group that just jive really well with them. Uh, my my personal like favorite moment uh, would probably have to be all of Georgia Southern. But that's not like a specific thing. Specifically, it would be the last bit of gear that was missing. I can't remember this kid's name, but he didn't bring back his gear. Yep. Wasn't answering his phone. Yep. And we were going through our student contact to try and get her to contact him. And she she did successfully, and we kind of figured out where he lived, and so we just went there, and we were with the box truck. With the box truck, we were packed up and ready to go. We had left our hotel, and we we're like, we need to leave. We're going home. I want to go home. I want to see my wife. Okay, I want to go home. Uh, and what's standing in my way is this one pack of gear that is just out there in the ether. 
<laughs> and we show up in a box truck, and I didn't, I mean, I had no idea what to expect, but we get there, and uh, he was Elijah in his sweatpants or something, right? He was in his underwear. <laughs> uh, he was. Oh. He legit answered the door in his underwear, yep. Well, we knocked on the door, and a light came on upstairs, and then he came down and was, like, putting on his pants as he opened the door, talking to us, and he's like, oh, shit, man. Baked out of his mind. Uh, college students. I mean, sure. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. But Elijah has something to say here, and I don't think he's going to say it. Uh, All right. I was just going to say, like, yeah, college students, sure. And there, there is a level. But, like, he shouldn't look like he's trying to win a competition of smoking weed at Bonnaroo. And <laughs> yeah. that's about the level he was on when he opened that He was door. home alone. I think there might have been a cat in the house. <laughs> that poor cat. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it just blew my mind. But he gave us our gear back. Mm-hmm. He gave us our gear back, and we went on our way. But it was one of those, like, just... Weird moments that I'm like, this sums up everything. See, I thought what it's worth. I really like that kid. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought your favorite moment was going to be uh, our first school when we went to Wash U and the uh, oh. the truck problems we had at. Okay, oh, no. okay, okay. I mean, oh, no. I can like laugh about uh, Stewart of Southern. I look at I look at being stuck in St. Louis and just being like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know. And you don't get to laugh about that because you got to fly. Yeah, back. exactly. We were stuck in the mud. It was like Jumanji or something. With like the giant mosquitoes and nothing was working. Oh my gosh. It really was like a movie. Like, yeah. I mean, someone literally drove up to us, like drove past us with a sign held up to the window that said, your tire is flat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and this giant box truck and then we're both like, we got to go drive through the mountains. And so we stop and lo and behold, our tire is flat. And this is all just and one this big. this is after we've gotten the truck out of the swamp that was the backyard of the Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Which contained which was clouds in... of insects. <laughs> yeah, and the Airbnb was not in the best neighborhood okay. as well. So we had people like sniffing around our box truck all the time. Uh, there and... was that woman with an eye patch and a limp. And, yeah, like who clearly was like on meth or something that was like wandering down the middle of the street, like and the guy that thought you were Batman. <laughs> yeah, See, my my yeah, favorite part of yeah. that Airbnb is it was uh, decidedly creepy. There were just too many. Mirrors. I thought you were going to say that hell was all contained in the upstairs room. <laughs> oh, it was. There was no AC. That I know. I, I slept. Oh my gosh. First, there were too many mirrors in that house to begin with. Oh, yeah. I thought this lady believed in, like, or she was a vampire or something. Anyways. I don't know why. That doesn't make sense, but still. And the bedroom that was available for me was... The bedroom we've left you with. Yeah, it's true. Was the bedroom of her her deceased mother. I've never been in a furnace before, but that's probably the closest I've ever got. Because it was, like, in the middle of August in St. Louis, Missouri, Mm -hmm. and it was just... It was sweltering. It was hot. It's like if somebody left the oven on and left it open. Mm -hmm. No, it was awful. It just, yeah, it was terrible. Uh, And that's why I didn't claim that room. Yeah. (laughs) Convenient for both of you. Although we had to stay there. He had to stay there all but, what, three days? True. You know, I'm working on the recap videos for all the schools that we did this year. Mm -hmm. And in the Wash U one, I get really frustrated every time I watch it. Because every clip that I'm in, and some of them, like you guys too, you can just see huge mosquito marks, like all really from that backyard. Wow! Like St. Louis, should just airbrush those out. Yeah, that's what I remember: is humidity, mosquitoes, a bunch of awesome filmmakers and awesome movies, and just like logistically, it was a nightmare. And the arch. Oh, and the arch. Yeah, we went and saw the arch. The arch. Focusing in here, I'm going to ask one more question, and then we're going to depart. Uh, where? Let me just ask this last question. 
where do you guys get inspiration? It depends. Uh, it depends on what's happening in culture. It depends on my mood. It depends on what's happening around me. Um, music is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be more on the design slash the design and, and acting part of everything, voice acting. And so I don't really have to worry about inspiration too much until, like, a director comes to me and asks me, like, hey, could you design something for this concept? Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for me, Elijah is usually that director, so we, we've been working together for a very long time, so I've gotten really good at knowing exactly what he wants. Um, but when it's my own projects, it tends to be nightmares. I have mm-hmm. some pretty vivid nightmares uh, that I draw yeah. inspiration from. Um, That's scary. And just, you know... You know, the, the pining heart of a broken artist, you know. Sad poetry and so much not. All the sad TV shows that you watch? Old, oh, yeah, all the sad Digimon episodes I <laughs> What about you, Elijah? Um, most of my inspiration comes from music. Uh, I play music as well as enjoy listening to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love doing music videos, so like the majority, I think, of the things I've done for SEMA for all music videos. I do a lot of music videos like all the time. But I also just really like trying to hit on things, I guess you would consider them more unspoken things, usually kind of negative or darker content that everyone can relate to, but no one wants to talk about. Okay. Um, So I guess an example would be something like in Cherry Red Lipstick, dealing Mm -hmm. with uh, the idea of romance or love, Mm -hmm. and showing it in obviously an incredibly messed up context. Yeah. But the idea that that struggle, that connection between those people, that people can relate to that, and that something about that entire situation does ring true for that emotion. It's not yeah. something that people normally talk about, they want to consider, but mm-hmm. it's something that when you see it on a screen, you can identify with it. Gotcha. That makes sense. You seem like uh, you do a lot of like, meditating or thinking to kind of get to those areas, to be like thinking about things that people don't like talking about. Or noticing those things, at least. Somewhat, yeah. It usually starts as, like, something will be bugging me. Like, specifically, at that time, cough, it was two of my friends who were in a relationship, and I did not feel that a lot of the way they treated each other rang very true. So it bugged me. I thought about it a bunch. And then, of course, the script came out of it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very true. And see, here I thought you just had a dark board of like really dark <laughs> issues that you just threw at, and that's what you pick. But it's like, yeah, that's, that's you not know, your process. It's an inner dark board. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. Sweet. Suicide has been something that is obviously we get like 50,000 movies a year about it for CMF because college oh, yeah. students deal with it a lot. But it's something that's always personally like haunted me, and I find it very frustrating. Uh, and hard to understand. Yeah. So I've made two movies that both have that kind of content. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's something we can all relate to. It's just something no one wants to talk about. Exactly. That's very true. Something taboo uh, you know, in society. Uh, that's good. Way to bring it down. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I don't know, like, honestly, you did a great job with And Demons. Doing the same thing. Thanks. And that's part of the reason, like, I really like that film is, like, it hits on all of this great, unspoken like uh, mm-hmm. normally if you were to put a character like the main character you played in that movie in mm-hmm. a movie or in a TV show I'm gonna write him off right away 
because he's a gangster, and that means that he, as a person, yeah. holds less value. He's not really a person. He's just violent, so therefore, yeah. I shouldn't care about him at all. Morally reprehensible. Things like that. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like I was watching this movie, The Circle. Have you guys seen it? Uh, was on Netflix. Watson? No, uh, it's a horror movie. Oh, okay. That okay. Gotcha. Yes, I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I felt a lot of the same way. Like there are characters yeah. that are just based on the way that they're shown or the way that they're styled, what they're wearing, etc. That mm-hmm. I'm supposed to write them off and not care about them right away. And yeah. the way that you portrayed your content did a great job of humanizing him and the entire issue behind. Yeah, kind of gang violence, which was cool. Thanks. Thank you. No, I, I think that uh, that's a lot of what how I gain inspiration is either looking at people in my life that like bring up a certain issue either with the way they're living their life or just in my conversations with them that I end up like I get a rock in my shoe type of thing and I can't stop thinking about you know X issue. Um, morality is a big thing for me um, as far as like where I like to. Uh, sit in my brain is like thinking about what is morality where does it come from and like how in movies we can explore that as a thing that's why I love Breaking Bad so much because at one point do you actually hate Walter you know that's like a that's a weird thing or even the Sopranos where it's like what episode was it uh, I think it's called College where Tony like kills a guy and HBO this is HBO said that they were going to pull the episode because they didn't think audiences would relate to him after that. Uh, and um, David Chase ended up fighting for it and ended up like winning a bunch of Emmys and it's like this critically acclaimed episode. Uh, and well, like a, a turning point, a watershed moment for uh, for television because you just, you put it out there and it's like you, your audience is now connecting with that, like you said. Uh, whether they like are wanting to talk about that issue or not, like they're willing to get behind a murderer <laughs> and like Go for it, like Breaking Bad. Anyway, so yeah, uh, can edit this part out if you need to. You're fine. But the musical that I wrote that we worked on in college mm-hmm. starts with like the main character at a masquerade. He poisons everyone who's there. Wow. And then he's like dancing with the body of the woman he loves as she's dying in his arms, and he's cackling yeah. like a madman the entire time. Wow. And so it's... like that's the first scene of the play. The rest of the play has to deal with like almost this alternate timeline of, like, what's happening yeah, kind of parallel to it. But it's that same idea. Like, can you watch this character do this at the beginning of the show yeah. and glorify in it and really, like, fully embrace what he's doing? And can you actually care about redemption? Can you relate to this person? Can yeah. you want them to better themselves? Do you want them to erase what they've done? So, yeah. yeah, agreed. Uh, I think that a lot of our fascination with, like, Walter White or characters like yours is that we identify with them in their badness, uh, in, in a way, so much so that, that is, I think this is what David Chase is doing. I mean, you can speak for yourself, David Chase, I don't know, in The Sopranos, that with how it ended, that you're just kind of suddenly taken away from that perspective. Uh, and you're left with what was going on behind the scenes, which is that you actually wanted to be Tony. You wanted to be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is same, a really interesting perspective. Same with Walt. Yeah. And, and Breaking Bad. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, both of those are, you know, neck and neck for best TV show of all time. I think there's a reason for it because we all kind of really identify with that. Anyway. But, but have you seen The Wire, though? I mean, yeah, this is true. This is true. It's I've just, not seen The Wire. I didn't want to be that guy. There's just always no. that guy who throws that third one. There is. This is true. This is The Wire guy. Oh, my gosh. No, that's true. Well, that's all the time we have today, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your day uh, to be here and talk about CMF and all of it. 
since they're going on tour with me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thought we had a great year. Yeah, yeah I think so. I was going to make a snide remark, but I guess okay. now that we're being sappy, like... Well, he brought it down with his, you know, yeah. being all dark. <laughs> no, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure working with both of you. Um, I couldn't imagine being stuck for a whole year without anyone else because you guys made it bearable. That's the truth, man. That is the truth. And as much as we joke about, like, all of the hardships of tour and you know logistical problems and things like that lack of sleep like yeah. it is it is by far the most rewarding job I've ever had like I've worked horrible jobs that make you feel evil and like you're just trying to squeeze money out of people yeah. but like I was a filmmaker who went through this program and changed from being someone who thought they were going to write movies to someone who suddenly learned that they could make them mm-hmm. and to get to go to new schools and to schools that we've done before and help other filmmakers come to that realization yeah is really the invaluable part of like what's kept me on tour so long and yeah. why why I want to stay involved and still working like with this company and this program. Agreed. So thank you guys for helping make it an awesome year and thank you CMF for providing the opportunity. There we go. That's the yeah. outro. Thanks CMF. Thanks David and Dan. Thank you CMF. <laughs> yeah. CMF Spotlight will be taking a hiatus in these summer months. Tours have to bulk back up and get ready for the fall. But we'll be back, don't worry. To all you lovely, loyal listeners, thank you. Keep creating, keep pushing. See you soon.